the woman accuser. There was once upon a time an old man and an old woman. The old woman was not a bad old woman, but there was this one bad thing about her she did not know how to hold her tongue. Whatever she might hear from her husband, or whatever might happen at home, she was sure to spread it over the whole village, she even doubled everything in the telling, and so things were told which never happened at all. Not unfrequently the old man had to chastise the old woman, and her back paid for the faults of her tongue. One day the old man went into the forest for wood. He had just got to the border of the forest, when his foot, in treading on a certain place, sank right into the ground. Why, what's this? thought the old man. Come, now, I'll dig a bit here, maybe I shall be lucky enough to dig out something. He dug several times, and saw, buried in the ground, a little cauldron quite full of silver and gold. Look, now, what good luck has befallen me. But what am I to do with it? I cannot hide it from that good wife of mine at home, and she will be sure to blab to all the world about my lucky find, and thou wilt repent the day thou didst ever see it. For a long time the old man sat brooding over his treasure, and at last he made up his mind what to do. He buried the treasure, threw a lot of wood over it, and went to town. There he bought at the bazaar a live pike and a live hare, returned to the wood, and hung the pike upon a tree, at the very top of it, and carried the hare to the stream, where he had a fish basket, and he put the hare into it in a shallow place. Then he went off home, whipped up his little nag for pure lightness of heart, and so entered his hut. Wife, wife, he cried, such a piece of luck has befallen me that I cannot describe it. What is it, what is it, hubby darling? Why dost thou not tell me? What's the good, when thou wilt only blab it all about? On my word, I'll say nothing to anybody. I swear it. I'll take the holy image from the wall and kiss it if thou dost not believe me. Well, well, all right. Listen, old woman. And he bent down towards her ear and whispered, I have found in the wood a cauldron full of silver and gold. Then why didst thou not bring it hither? Because we had both better go together, and so bring it home. And the old man went with his old woman to the forest. They went along the road, and the peasant said to his wife, From what I hear, old woman, and from what people told me the other day, it would seem that fish are now to be found growing on trees, while the beasts of the forest live in the water. Why, what art thou thinking about, little hubby? People nowadays are much given to lying. Lying, dost thou call it? Then come and see for thyself. And he pointed to the tree where the pike was hanging. Why, what marvel is this? screamed the old woman. However did that pike get there? Or have the people been speaking the truth to thee after all? But the peasant stood there, and moved his arms about, and shrugged his shoulders, and shook his head, as if he could not believe his own eyes. Why dost thou keep standing there? said the old woman. Go up the tree, rather, and take the pike, twill do for supper. So the peasant took the pike, and then they went on further. They passed by the stream, and the peasant stopped his horse. But his wife began screeching at him, and said, What art gaping at now? Let us make haste and go on. Nay, but look. I see something struggling about all round my fish basket. I'll go and see what it is. So he ran, looked into the fish basket, and called to his wife. Just come and look here, old woman. Why, a hare has got into our fishing basket. Then people must have told thee the truth after all. Fetch it out quickly, it will do for dinner on the feast day. The old man took up the hare, and then went straight towards the treasure. He pitched away the wood, digged wide and deep, dragged the cauldron out of the earth, and they took it home. The old man and the old woman grew rich, 
they lived right merrily, and the old woman did not improve, she went to invite guests every day, and gave such banquets that she nearly drove her husband out of the house. The old man tried to correct her. What's come to thee? He cried canst thou not listen to me? Don't order me about, said she. I found the treasure as well as thou, and have as much right to make merry with it. The old man put up with it for a very long time, but at last he said to the old woman straight out, Do as best thou canst, but I'm not going to give thee any more money to cast to the winds. But the old woman immediately fell foul of him. I see what thou art up to, screeched she, thou wouldst keep all the money for thyself. No, thou rogue, I'll drive thee whither the crows will pick thy bones. Thou wilt have no good from thy money. The old man would have chastised her, but the old woman thrust him aside, and went straight to the magistrate to lay a complaint against her husband. I have come to throw myself on thy honor's compassion, and to present my petition against my good-for-nothing husband. Ever since he found that treasure there is no living with him. Work he won't, and he spends all his time in drinking and gadding about. Take away all his gold from him, father. What a vile thing is gold when it ruins a man so. The magistrate was sorry for the old woman, and he sent his eldest clerk to him, and bade him judge between the husband and wife. The clerk assembled all the village elders, and went to the peasant and said to him, The magistrate has sent me to thee, and bids thee deliver up all thy treasure into my hands. The peasant only shrugged his shoulders. What treasure? said he. I know nothing whatever about any treasure. Not know? Why, thy old woman has just been to complain to the magistrate, and I tell thee what, friend, if thou deniest it, twill be worse for thee. If thou dost not give up the whole treasure to the magistrate, thou must give an account of thyself for daring to search for treasures, and not revealing them to the authorities. But I cry your pardon, honored sirs. What is this treasure you are talking of? My wife must good from thy money. The old man would have chastised her, but the old woman thrust him aside, and went straight to the magistrate to lay a complaint against her husband. I have come to throw myself on thy honor's compassion, and to present my petition against my good-for-nothing husband. Ever since he found that treasure there is no living with him. Work he won't, and he spends all his time in drinking and gadding about. Take away all his gold from him, father. What a vile thing is gold when it ruins a man so. The magistrate was sorry for the old woman, and he sent his eldest clerk to him, and bade him judge between the husband and wife. The clerk assembled all the village elders, and went to the peasant and said to him, The magistrate has sent me to thee, and bids thee deliver up all thy treasure into my hands. The peasant only shrugged his shoulders. What treasure? said he. I know nothing whatever about any treasure. Not know? Why, thy old woman has just been to complain to the magistrate, and I tell thee what, friend, if thou deniest it, twill be worse for thee. If thou dost not give up the whole treasure to the magistrate, thou must give an account of thyself for daring to search for treasures, and not revealing them to the authorities. But I cry your pardon, honored sirs. What is this treasure you are talking of? My wife must have seen this treasure in her sleep, she has told you a pack of nonsense, and you listen to her. Nonsense! Verse forth the old woman, it is not nonsense, but a whole cauldron full of gold and silver. Thou art out of thy senses, dear wife. Honored sirs, I cry your pardon. Cross-examine her thoroughly about the affair, and if she proves this thing against me, I will answer for it with all my goods. And dost thou think that I cannot prove it against thee? Thou rascal, I will prove it. This is how the matter went, Mr. Clerk, began the old woman, I remember it, every bit. We went to the forest, 
and we saw a pike on a tree. A pike? roared the clerk at the old woman, or dost thou want to make a fool of me? Nay, I am not making a fool of thee, Mr. Clerk, I am speaking the simple truth. There, honored sirs, said the old man, how can you believe her if she goes on talking such rubbish? I am not talking rubbish, yokel. I'm speaking the truth or hast thou forgotten how we found a hare in thy fishing, basket in the stream? All the elders rolled about for laughter, even the clerk smiled, and began to stroke down his long beard. The peasant again said to his wife, Recollect thyself, old woman, dost thou not see that everyone is laughing at thee? But ye, honored gentlemen, can now see for yourselves how far you can believe my wife. Yes, cried all the elders, with one voice, long as we have lived in the world, we have never heard of hares living in rivers, and fish hanging on the trees of the forest. The clerk himself saw that this was a matter he could not get to the bottom of, so he dismissed the assembly with a wave of his hand, and went off to town to the magistrate. And everybody laughed so much at the old woman that she was forced to bite her own tongue and listen to her husband. Semicolon and the husband bought wares with his treasure, went to live in the town, and began to trade there, exchanged his wares for money, grew rich and prosperous, and was as happy as the day was long. End of story The Woman Accuser This episode is also available as a blog post, Look Food and Cook. Order Russian Fairy Tales ebook at https colon slash slash Wish you have a nice day.